With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Cuatro Cuadrados. Once again, this is your boy Christian. And yeah, man, today we're going to be talking about, of course, the Houston Dynamo and probably maybe uh, we'll sprinkle in a couple of things happening around the world of soccer, you know, in the world, basically. Uh, right now, literally right now, um, just finished watching Seattle beat Houston 2-0. Um, very, very disappointing uh, game to watch. I don't know. We're just lacking so much stuff. But before we get into the Dynamo, let's go ahead and talk about a little bit about... Um, well, let me just shout out my so- put out my social media out there so you guys can come and look at what the hell we're doing over here. Uh, so you can follow the show... On Twitter at Cuatro Dos, uh, Instagram Cuatro Cuatro Dos, and also you can go to the YouTube channel and check out the videos that I have there uh, from the previous uh, podcast that I've done, and a couple of videos, uh, extra videos that I need to actually get back on. Uh, I haven't done any videos in a little while, um, so I, as as you guys may know by now, I am moving, you know, to to a new place here soon. So, you know, a lot of stuff has been going crazy there. And also, um, I'm trying, I'm in the process of getting a new laptop. Therefore, um, that's why, you know, not a lot of stuff has been going up because, you know, I still need a, a working computer to, to get everything going. But other than that, uh, you know, you can always find me on social medias, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and obviously the YouTube channel. And also, if you would like to, Uh, contribute to the show and help uh, the show out monetarily you can also go to the patreon.com slash cuatro cuatro dos and actually the lowest tier you can start is at three dollars so if you would like to help out uh, with three dollars you can go to patreon you can help out there and obviously that's gonna go help out and do more content that you know that's gonna get better and hopefully you guys have a little bit of more um um sorry you guys get a little bit of more soccer content here in the city of houston as you guys may know um i'm still actually waiting on the final message from the concacaf to see if i've been approved to the concacaf matches coming up here about the gold cup uh so i'm waiting on them to literally so i've been credited as a show um and as a as a reporter i guess here you know christian um Uh, from the CONCACAF, so I'm actually a registered CONCACAF, I guess, carrying, uh, card-carrying member, I guess, of the media uh, people for CONCACAF, and the only thing that I'm just waiting right now is to, uh, what is still pending, is to be accepted to the specific games that I have applied for, which are the ones that are going to be uh, happening here in Houston, which include Qatar, Panama, Uh, Honduras and I'm missing one more country that I can't think of right now Um, but I'll be able to go to those games hopefully if they if I get approved and hopefully I'll give you guys a little uh, match experience you know in the Cuatro Cuatro's way 
hopefully we'll get some cool content going on there about a city, you know, about soccer happening here in Houston. So obviously I'm going to try to keep up with uh, the Gold Cup and hopefully we'll get a a good tournament as we have been getting a good tournament in the Euro Cup. uh, Finally, we have our two last uh, teams that are going to be competing this upcoming Sunday at 2 p.m. We got England with their it's coming home, um, I guess, thing that they're that they're being uh, saying and starting. So hopefully, uh, it's going to be a good game. They're playing a really good Italy that kind you know, like I said before, they coming in with like a little chip on the shoulder because they weren't able to qualify for the last World Cup. Therefore, they're going to, you know, be looking to um, what's that word that I can't think of right now. Uh, like basically prove to the world that you know what happened back in the last World Cup was an accident and it's not a, like an everyday thing that Italy gets left out of important competitions in the world like the World Cup. So it's going to be a really good a chip on the shoulder. There you go. That was the phrase that I was looking for. So they have a chip on the shoulder to to get back and win some international competitions and one that a better way to do it than to beat England. In England also they haven't won. They have never won the Euro Cup. And, you know, what other, you know, I, you know, now is the time to win something. So, you know, why not, you know, start winning now? Uh, They seem to have one of the better teams that they have had in their history, uh, you know, as a team. And Italy is looking pretty, pretty solid. So obviously it's going to be a, it's going to be a really, really good game. So, you know, if you are not around, I mean, if you are around, uh, you know, I would, make the time to go watch it you know here in houston and i would recommend probably going to one of these uh, pubs or bars that have a lot of maybe english people or english soccer supporters like premier league supporters that maybe they'll get together there and you know they'll have a party and stuff like that um so it's gonna be cool and then on the other hand we do have uh the finalists of course for the copa america we have um, Brazil from one, you know, on one side. They just beat Peru in a very, very tight match. Um, and then we have Argentina. Argentina beating out Colombia. And then also another, you know, extremely fun and tight match that had, had me and, and my parents at the edge of the seat. Uh, basically, you know, uh, watching the game. As you guys know, I am Argentinian, so obviously I'm rooting for them. But uh, it's going to be um, it's gonna be exciting. It's going to be amazing. Uh, you know, a, a classical, basically, you know, Argentina, Brazil, Brazil, Argentina in Brazil um, and for a final. I don't think that has been the case before, but now I am extremely excited to watch uh, what's going to happen this Saturday at 7 p.m. As of right now, there's nothing going on that I know of uh, party wise. Uh, I'm going to try and get like something together for uh, for Argentinians to go look at a place and watch, uh, you know, I'm not going to, like I said here and say 100%, I'm going to put a party together, but, you know, it will be cool to have a bunch of people that support Argentina and, you know, I guess if you support Brazil, you can be out there too, but I would love to have like an Argentinian thing going on where we can go to like a bar or, you know, like a pub or something like that and just be Argentinian, Argentina Central basically. Um, it, it's going to be badass. So, you know, if anything, I'll keep you guys posted. I, you know, I need to make a, a few phone calls, shoot a few text messages, and hopefully we'll have something going on. And then, you know, 
I'll myself invite everybody that supports Argentina, you know, to come out and, and have fun and enjoy. But as of right now, nothing is planned. But hopefully, we'll get something planned to uh, to have a party, you know, and hopefully, we'll get to see Argentina lift the first trophy uh, internationally since 1991. So literally, I was born in 92. I have never seen my home country win a cup. So it would be. Literally, not apparently not life changing, but it would be you know literally a moment to not forget in my life. It's gonna be a little like a little milestone, I guess, in my life to see Argentina lift the trophy, and then not also see Argentina, but also see Messi. You know, the greatest, you know, if not the greatest, one of the greatest um, players to have ever played the sport of soccer. So it's gonna be awesome. I think he deserves it. I think you know as an Argentinian. He has it's been a long time coming for him to lift the trophy, so hopefully we'll get to see him do that as well. So it could be it could be, you know, a monumental uh, moment for the life of Argentinians and soccer and Messi and fans of soccer, you know, all across the world basically. But you know, being all that said and, and moving the whole international soccer aside also, I wanna give a quick shout out to uh Crossing Soccer Borders with uh Rudy and uh, his brother Rodrigo, that I literally, I've been friends with him for a little while now. And I actually met them in person for the first time uh, this past uh, July 3rd, where we played Cincinnati at home. Um, I've never, like, you know, I always, I've done their podcast and they have done mine. But uh, we never, like, met in person. So it was cool to meet them. Literally, they look exactly the same. In camera and in person, I don't. Obviously, nothing's gonna change there. But you know, really cool guys. And if you are looking to you know get connected or get in tune with your all your Concacaf uh, soccer and stuff like that, you know, you know, hit up and go watch. Well, I don't know that I don't think they have video comp- component yet, but I I know they have the audio. So go watch. Uh, um, I, I said it again. Go listen to uh, Crossing Soccer Borders where you'll get all your CONCACAF material and everything that's going to, you know, is happening here in the region, basically. So go check them boys out. And also they're part of the Dynamo Theory podcast network. So, you know, also they're kind of family in a way. So hit them up. Um, Another thing. So let's go ahead and talk about Houston for a little bit. Um, It's been... um, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's been a little while, obviously, having these Wednesday games kind of throws the whole podcast off because I really want to po- post them either Monday or Tuesday, the latest of every week. But, you know, having Wednesday game, it just kind of gives you, well, at least it throws me off because I'm like, well, might as well just wait for that Wednesday game and then kind of talk about them both, you know, uh, in one week. But because then if you talk, like, for example, if I let this game play right now and then I wait for, you know, this weekend's game, and then, for example, you know, if there was a, a weekend game right now coming up and then, you know, I do the podcast after that. And, you know, this game kind of gets left out in a way. But then if I do a weekend game and then the Wednesday, it, you you know, the Cincinnati game is somewhat fresh 
in the minds of people. And then obviously this one just finished, so it's still pretty fresh in the in the heads of everybody. But let's talk about Cincinnati Houston for a little bit. Um so Sam Junko has been, you know, just to, off the bat, Sam Junko probably was the man of the match versus Cincinnati and probably the men of the match against Seattle. Um, he has been doing, and you know, he played really good against LAFC when we went over there. And he has been, like, he has been very, very legit player for us right now. Even though he's a young guy and one of the youngest guys in the team, he has been one of the people that we can count on the most and we can trust the most. And he's been pretty reliable, not only in, you know, in the defensive side, but also in the attacking side whenever he plays left back. Um, <clears throat> so Matias was uh, set out because yellow accumulations on that game. Um, but yeah, man, two minutes in, Pasher, you know, received a, a pass from Sam Junqua and a beautiful pass and kind of basically going across the whole box. And then Pasher kind of received it towards, you know, the back post and he put a, a beautiful banger with his left foot. And literally two minutes later, uh, there was a ball. Uh, played from the back, literally from their center back, that when you know made their way, made its way through the lines, and you know at first, honestly, I had blamed Pasher for not Pasher, uh, um, Sam Junqua for you know the bad defensive, um, the the bad defending on that goal because he was like he was in the one because then actually I sat down and I watched that play like multiple times because I was trying to figure out, you know, um I like to break down things and I, I like and I like to like watch like certain players and like to watch how they play, what their movements are and stuff like that, you know. I consider myself a kinda like technical person in a way. When it comes to watching soccer at least. I don't know about much playing, but you know, at least watching, you know, it all it's all the like I said last time, it's all the little things that make the the sport beautiful. Um, and I was looking at, you know, uh, at Sam Junqua defending and I was like, you know, why did that ball basically kind of went through him in a way to, for, for the forward to basically have a one-on-one with the goalie and and literally, so that, you know, that, uh, that ball was, was played. I mean, I don't know if it was intentionally played, played the way that it was. I think it was most like a pass that it just happened to turn into an assist basically, uh, but but uh, Sam literally he was, and and also uh, you know, if you actually keep watching the game, you see why you know uh, he had so much trouble. In a way, he didn't have too much trouble, but he had some type of trouble. Uh, Sam playing on that left back because he was literally being attacked by three three different players on that one side: number six, number nine, and number thirty one. We're really heavy on on the right side, or I guess on the left side, where Junko was defending, and and like you know him having to defend basically three guys in a way because the center back Mina Figueroa is not that he wasn't kind of like helping him out, or or the left back wasn't pulling you know pushing back to defend a player, but um, it, there were just a lot of guys coming from that side. There were in my view, I think. I think they were trying to leave. I think it, uh, his name is Acosta, uh, number ten or eleven from Cincinnati that has been playing really, really well lately. I think they were trying to give him basically overload one side so he can have freedom on the other side. You know, I guess maybe they thought the Dynamo were going to put more people towards the left side where most of the attackers were, so that would leave Acosta 
I think that's his name, right? Acosta, one-on-one on the on the left side, on the right side. Basically, on the other side of the field. Um, but uh, but that never happened. You know, Acosta never never showed up. He never did anything. Wasn't very that dangerous. The most dangerous ones was basically 31 and number 9. And, and not really super dangerous. I think they only had a couple of chances. Um, but we played a lot better possession-wise. We got better possession... Towards the, towards the end of each half, so literally first half and second half, we were we were being outplayed like in the first 10, 15 minutes, and then after that it was just dynamo, dynamo possession, dynamo moving the ball. Um, the only thing about the dynamo is that they're not very uh, precise when it comes to finishing, so that's what you know kills us because at the end of the game we ended with literally like twenty one shots or something like that. It was a lot of shots, um, you know, only like four of those on goal. So if you think about it, obviously, it's not a good ratio. It's probably, what, is that less than 20% um, or 25%, less than a quarter? Um, which shows you that, you know, the chances were somewhat created, you know, 21 shots. But also at the same time, the, the chances that were created were not literally put on frame or were not finished of course because you don't see the goals there because it was a 1-1 game and you only have four or five shots on goal so obviously it wasn't as dangerous you know um uh, mark marriage had a, a a few good saves a couple of saves that literally kept the team alive he had like a one-on-one that he blocked uh on the first half towards the end that literally that could have been a game changer because you know going into the first half Going into uh, halftime, you know, a goal down can kind of give you a little disadvantage coming into the second half because when you come out, you kind of have to come out being a little bit more aggressive because you're down. But, I mean, there was there was pretty good shots. Um, we had um, nine shots on goal in the first half or, you know, shots, you know, on, on goal but not on target, if that makes any sense. And yeah, you know, there were shots from from outside the box from Junqua, from Maynard, and I think that's what the Dynamo. Like, if you look at the game today against Seattle, that's what they're lacking. They're lacking for for guys to be able to take shots. They're lacking for guys to be a little bit more risky in taking those shots and actually putting them on frame. Because if you're gonna take shots and blow them out, you know, into the stands, then there's no point in taking shots. But um. But the second half, basically the same thing. The first ten minutes were from Cincinnati. After that, it was you know mainly, uh, mainly the the Houston Dynamo controlling the ball, and and you had a few glimpses of Cincinnati, uh, you know, coming in and attacking. But but obviously Marco kind of kept, you know, made himself big and 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 kept the game you know alive. Um, I think we we saw better better ball movement i think we saw you know better soccer from the Houston dynamo moving the ball from left to right you know uh right to left left to right literally transitioning the ball around the back you know finding that attack not forcing the ball um and we i mean we've been seeing that since tab ramo arrived i think tab ramo gave the team a new idea of how to play soccer is just that we haven't been able to finish and that's what i think is killing the dynamo that even though we do have a good, you know, finisher like Guruti, he is basically one of the only ones that can, like, finish. Other than that, you can't really have a finisher because even when Quintero goes in, he he's not so hot. And, and even though he, you know, he's a great player and I think people would love to see more of him, 
you know, at least today with Tiago, he had 30 minutes and literally he didn't do anything. So, you know, it kind of gives you that that vibe that, you know, he's just like, you know, I mean, I have, like, I've always said, you know, Quintero is a really good player. I don't think he's good for us. So, I don't know. I just think it's time to make some a few changes, uh, you know, get some guys out and then bring some guys in, you know. Bring some guys in that can that can do uh, can can be a little bit more dangerous, but you know that's just me. Um, going in into the you know going into halftime for both games, Cincinnati in Seattle, um, I was really scared because you know both half have both games ended up you know at halftime being tied. So you know you're like you know how are we gonna come out? Are we gonna come out strong? Are we gonna come out you know? you know, sketchy, like we usually do, you know, usually the first, the last few games have been games of literally the Dynamo dominating one half and being terrible the next, you know, and it's just, it's just been killing us, you know, but, um, but I think, I think, you know, we did a good job, it's just that the chances have to be put back into the, into the back of the net, and that's just what it is, you know, if you don't put the goals in the net, then there's no point. Um, then Seattle game, same same exact thing. Um, well, not the same same thing, but I think we we had a pretty good first half. Uh, ended up zero zero. We we attacked, but not too dangerous. And then they attacked a little less, but they were more dangerous. And I think that's what I saw from the first half from Seattle. Obviously, going to Seattle, have never won a game there. You know, you're going against a team that's still undefeated, the only undefeated team in the MLS. And you know, always fighting for championships, always you know giving you a good show, and and they didn't have other stars, so you know maybe we we were a little bit you know optimist, optimistic you know that we could probably go in and do a little, you know do some damage in Seattle, but you know unfortunately Seattle came in in the second half and literally found found some holes in the defense you know when when the first goal came. And they were able to put that goal away. And then, you know, at the end, they scored the, the second goal when I think the Dynamo wasn't, you know, I guess they were trying to attack to get that tie. But at the end of the day, you know, they weren't they weren't as desperate enough to to come in and like, you know, tie the game. So Seattle basically just shut it down. Um, but other than that, I mean, we're looking at the standings right now. Not everybody has the same amount of games as we are. We're still sitting on seventh place with thirteen. Uh, we're sorry, with fifteen points. Um, but we do have thirteen games, and a lot of teams around us. Most teams in the Western Conference have ten or eleven. So we are, you know, I don't want to throw bad vibes, but you know, if we don't get your, sh- we don't get our shit together, we're gonna get up. You know, we're going to end up on the bottom of the table easily. You know, right now we have two games more than most people and we are, you know, mid-table. So if we don't get our shit together, you know, we're going to drop down easily. And, you know, that's just, it is what it is. Uh, But the only thing that I can say about the Seattle game is that, you know, the team looked very, very slow in a way. Like lethargic. I don't, honestly, I don't even know what that word means. I just say it. But... (laughs) <laughs> in my mind, I think it means like you know just kind of dead. Um, so and that's what it seemed today. Like there was no rush, there was no urgency, there was no like they tried to come back, but I, I don't know. I think we need a, a little 
like a little spark of something to to make this team just kind of like fight a little bit more. I mean, I'm sure they they did fight, but it just it didn't show. You know, it just didn't show. You know, urgency to to put this game back in. You know, into you know to get back into the score, but. I don't know. Maybe that's just me talking from the outside, and and on the inside, it, it, it seemed a lot different. But I I think this team needs something. You know, Tyler Pasher is missing. I think Tyler Pasher has been a little bit of a spark whenever he's available, whenever he's feeling very very strong. But I mean, he's not like the real real spark. You know, I think we need something else. And the only thing that I want to also shout out was you know uh bvva was at 100 percent capacity or you know was open to 100 percent capacity i think we got about 20 some thousand people i think it was twenty thousand people in this to the stadium which was very loud i think it holds about 22 so we were pretty close to selling out um and it was just electric man i really loved you know listening to people you know having people were having fun people were booing people were chanting people were you know they were having fun. I, I think it was one of the best games that I've ever been to in BBVA. You know, um, obviously I haven't been to because, you know, last year was my first year and literally every game was with no fans. Uh, and then this year, you know, we had uh, we started really slow. And then this game was like the first game that it was like wide open. Obviously, there was a 713 deal, which means, you know, cheap tickets, you know, cheap beer and cheap hot dogs but you know hopefully they can build the momentum around this and and you know make this city you know maybe not you know sell out every game but you know a good 18 to 20,000 people I think would make a big difference in the stadium and into the momentum of the game I think the players feed off of that and and I think it could it could be a badass thing to to see you know VVVA uh, you know blow up every single game um but you know all that is just out there for the people to basically i think with the new ownership a lot of people have been hopeful and hopefully that gives a little bit of optimism to this team um obviously the result on the field helped out a lot and right now we're probably not seeing them with all these draws and all these losses but you know if we can get those key players in i think it could turn around the whole team for a better um for a better future i mean i don't know but i think we we could become I'm always, I've always said it, and I always will. This is a soccer city, so hopefully, you know, we'll we'll get it to the point that we we deserve to be. So, whew, that's a lot of talking, but yeah, man. Other than that, um, nothing else. Uh, we will see each other, you know, here in the next game. Honestly, I don't even know when our next game is, but I just wanna, I really wanna get back into the stadium. I'm I'm actually looking forward to August fourth that we played Austin NQ two Stadium. Uh, I'm already asking for the day off at work and, you know, making it a field trip, basically. And it's going to be badass. But other than that, I'm very excited to go to Austin, you know, shop Austin up. And and hopefully making it up to Dallas as well and shutting them up over there. And, and hopefully when they come here, we can kill them over here. So, you know, let's, let's prove it to everybody that we can be the best team in Texas and we can be the best, uh, you know, the the best team in, and club in Texas. So we'll leave it at that. But yeah, man, uh, don't forget social media, 442, uh, go to the YouTube channel, check it out. You know, uh, I'm trying to get to 50 subscribers on the YouTube channel. I'm at 47. So, you know, if you're one of those three that haven't subscribed, please subscribe. You know, give me that happiness of getting up to 50. 
And don't forget to check out patreon.com slash 442 where and for three dollars you can help me out. And actually today I was planning some uh to hopefully in the next month I have some Patreon uh only content for all those patrons that you know support and then you know eventually release them out to the public but you know um have that content be specifically for them for a little while and then just put it out. So hopefully you guys um you know can ride with me and 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 thank you for your patience. Uh, I know that you know I probably have been a little inconsistent with with the times and days of these podcast episodes but I'm very very excited into what the future is holding for this city and what you know what I want to do with this podcast and this show and you know everything that I want to do for soccer in this city and hopefully you guys you know come for me in that right but other than that thank you so much you have a good one stay safe you know H-Town hold it down and I'll see you guys around bye bye